Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is enough. My God. Thank you, Lord. That is enough. That is enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. 
We bless you. We praise you. God, you are more than enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. your mouth today. Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, you are more than enough. My, The word tells me he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. When it says all, that leaves me in a position or a place where I lack absolutely nothing. Oh my God, that makes me beyond excited, overwhelmed, and consumed. Come on now, Jehovah Jireh, make it personal. You are enough. You are more than enough. My God, Lord God, I thank you, Father God. You are more than enough. Oh my God, you have more than enough to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And this is what I love about him. While he's meeting my needs, oh my God, he's meeting Jerrica's needs. Come on, y'all. While he's meeting my needs, he's meeting Jen's needs. While he's meeting my needs, he's meeting Tamika's needs. While he's meeting my needs, he's meeting Jeanette's needs. While he's meeting my needs, he's meeting Debbie's needs. He's more than enough. My God to supply all our needs. It's not a limited capacity. He doesn't have like a little bit of supply and it's only good for a certain. No, he's enough. Oh my God. To supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. Lord God, I thank you for supplying all our needs. I thank you for being more than enough. I thank you for being Jehovah Jireh. I thank you for being total supply. Ooh. 
Now open the eyes of our understanding to how well you supply us. Open the eyes of our understanding. Oh my God, I thank you for breakthrough in this room today. Open the eyes of our understanding. My God, so that we can get revelation how well you provide for us, even for us in our singleness. Baby, you are not lonely. Oh my God, you are so overwhelmed. Oh, if you could get this revelation and allow God to fill you up in your singleness, you will not just accept any kind of relationship or or be on some tangent or depression taking over you like that. Like if you could get revelation in my singleness, God is more than enough. Oh, come on, y'all. In my singleness, God is, come on, single people, declare that today. In my singleness, God is doing more than enough. Oh, my God. God is supplying all my needs. You got to get understanding of that. You got to get revelation that your, your spouse doesn't make you. Your spouse doesn't complete you. Oh, my God. In your singleness, even in your singleness, right? Your spouse adds value to you, but God has already made you complete. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Lord God, you are more than enough. You are more than enough. And then even in your marriage, come on now. If it's not in the right place, and sometimes marriages seem, our strangers, what am I, what am I married for? Like, what if I'm married for and I feel alone? Can I tell you something? Even in your marriage, God is more than enough. Ooh, in your marriage, God is more than enough. The value that we place, my God, sometimes on our spouses or our children to complete us and to fill us up will always leave us in a position or a space where we're incomplete. Why? Because they were never meant to supply our needs. They were never meant to fill our lonely spaces. They were never, that's why when we use words and things like, oh my gosh, you know, my children are everything. Oh, no, 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 no. My children are gifts. My children are precious. My children are valuable but my children cannot be my everything or it stands in the way and competes with God from being my total source and my total supply. My husband, my spouse, he cannot be my everything or it stands in the way and it competes with God from being my total source and my total supply. And it God longs to be numero uno. God longs to be number one. God longs to be total source, total supply. He don't want anything else coming in the way of meeting our needs. So when we sing this song, Jehovah Jireh, Jireh, you are more than enough. We are acknowledging God. Come on, y'all. We are acknowledging God, my God, to be more than enough. Can we declare this this morning? Lord, I will get out your way. Ooh, my goodness. My God, can we declare this this morning? Lord God, I will get out your way and allow you ooh, to be more than enough. I will get out your way and allow you to comfort me. I will get out your way and allow you to fill up my lonely spaces. I will I will get out your your way. I'm not going to even allow my mind to continue to take me places that make me think I'm lacking absolutely anything because I don't have 
people responding or people in my space as which I desire. It's nothing wrong with the desire, but the desire can't be more weighty than God. Lord, I'm going to get out your way. Oh my God. And allow you to supply all my needs. Oh, I'm going to allow you to supply all my needs according to your riches. Yeah. You become my total source. You become my my total supply. Now that's not that's not where we go too far, um, because we have to catch that sometimes. Sometimes we go way too far, and we're like, "Oh Lord, I'm you know I'm married to you. I don't need anybody." That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But I allow Him to become my total source and supply. And when I allow Him to become my total total source and supply, then guess what? He's gonna supply every last one of my needs. You are not alone. You are not lonely. You are you are not lacking anything, right? But I, you, I, you, Lord, I'm moving out the way so you can supply my total, be my total source and my total supply. It's funny, a friend of mine, this image just keeps being in my head. We were just having a divine conversation and she just kept saying, I've been the ram in the bush for so many people. And I meditated on that because it spoke volumes to me about some things in my own life. And I mentioned this in Bible study last night and the Lord said to me, he said, but if you're in the thicket, if you're in the bush, if you're always in the space for other people, then you're out of position where I can supply all your needs. Yep. Blessings do come through other people. Yep. God will position us so that we can be a blessing to others. But if we're the one that's in the bush, if we're in the thicket, my God, then guess what? We're out of position. Come on now. We're out of position for God to meet what we need because what we need, oh, come on now, might be in a bush in the other direction. Lord God, I thank you that we get revelation, right? We get revelation of you really being Jehovah Jireh. Oh my God. And that we stop living according to our greatest potential and live according to your greatest potential. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, A-K-A-L-M-J. And I am so happy to be here with you today. And I'm so excited about what God is going to do um, for us today, I hope you came this morning expecting. I hope you came this morning looking for God, to, for a move of God. I hope you came for the healing power of God. Do you know you could be sitting in a service or sitting on a line and, oh my God, the power of God can be moving even though um, emotions are not high because your faith, your faith, your faith in his power, your faith in community, your belief while you're here. You're not just up here on the devotional, like, let me get up and get on the devotional, get to work. You up on the devotional and your faith of expectancy, oh my God, is doing something for you. So if you didn't come here expecting, uh, Lord, let me get my expectations up. Let me expect that you are healing, even though it may not be a healing service. Let me expect that you are providing even though this may not be about provision today, let me expect, Lord God, that you are working things out in my favor and on my behalf, Lord God, just because you are that intentional and you are that kind of God. Let me get my expectancy up for miracles, for signs, 
for wonders. Let me get my expectancy up. I expect you to demonstrate your power. Can you put that in the comments today? Lord, I expect you to demonstrate your power in my life. Oh my God. My God, I expect you to demonstrate your power. I expect to see the hand of God in my life today. I expect, Father God, to receive your favor today because these are your promises. And every promise of God is yes and amen. And Lord God, I thank you that you are washing away the guilt, washing away the shame washing away, Father God, anything in us, Lord God, this morning that would keep us from receiving your very best for our lives. Lord, I expect you to demonstrate your power in my life today. Yeah, that's a faith statement. Lord, I expect, oh my God, I decree and declare that I will experience your power in my life today. Don't let this moment slide to the side without you saying, Lord, I expect, oh my God, to see your power in my life today. So couple couple announcements and then we're going to get into the word today. Um, one, um, and my Instagram family, I love you guys so much. But after this week, we are going to make the transition and the merge to only be Facebook and YouTube Live. And there is a reason behind it. So I need you guys to either subscribe to YouTube or to subscribe to Facebook. We're not going to run live after this week on Instagram anymore. There'll be blips. There'll be blurbs. There'll be other ways that we are connecting. But the Lord is shifting us into a direction and we have to wake up. So if you've been catching us on Instagram, go ahead and get in your mind. Monday, as of Monday, we will not be Instagram live. I've got to either get on YouTube or I've got to get on Facebook if I want to get this word fresh in the morning and i appreciate your cooperation but um we must we must obey guys so we'll be shifting from being live on youtube on instagram and we'll be facebook live and we will be continue to be youtube live for the devotional so that's my morning announcements ladies thank you for attending bible study um tonight i can't wait to see what god is doing i just can't wait to see all he is doing all i know to do is trust and obey him so facebook live youtube live you choose if you want youtube What'd you say? Oh, Friday. Is it this Friday? Next Friday. It's next Friday, I think. If you are in the Noonday Devotional, we will be starting the new book, Chase That Lion Lion by Mark Groeschel. Go ahead and get your book. Go ahead and get in that group so that you can get connected to us. It's like a 30-minute devotional every other Fridays. I say it's the group for the entrepreneurs, for the movers, for shakers, for those that are trying to go after their dreams hard. So go ahead and go get subscribed to that group as well. Go ahead and get subscribed to that group as well. So um, th- those are my morning nightmares. Now I got a testimony and I'm already about to cry. The power of God is so real. Now I have a testimony. We have been probably for maybe a year or two now praying for um, one of our sisters in Christ, her son, who is autistic to uh, speak. And he is speaking 
he is he is speaking he is speaking he he is speaking he is speaking he is speaking i'm gonna say it one more time he is speaking he was nonverbal, and there is no other attribution to this with the power of God. And that's what his mother said. She acknowledged it as being God. He is speaking. He is, he is speaking. She sent me a video last night in my DM. And she, uh, he was saying night, night. <laughs> he was saying, he was saying night, night. <laughs> um, he is speaking. Woo! He is speaking. The Lord God makes the blind see. <laughs> he makes the deaf to hear. He gives speech to what doctors say is impossible. He is speaking. God does the impossible. So I don't, I just want you to take that testimony today. And to hold on to the fact of how real God is, how powerful God is, how there is no um, circumstance and no situation that God can't heal or where God's power cannot be demonstrated. He's speaking. <laughs> oh, he's, he's speaking, right? He's speaking, and she told me she's going to let him call me one day, so I cannot wait to talk to him. Like, I cannot wait till I can talk to him, that we can FaceTime, or we can talk, because he is speaking. And I know that's the power of God. This mama has fasted and prayed and called on the name of the Lord, and it has not been an, an easy circumstance, my God, at all. But guess what? He is speaking and she didn't give credit to the doctors or anybody else she gave credit to the power of god she was like look at what god did he is speaking so we thank you lord and this is not the only answer prayer remember i think it was a few months ago the lord spoke and said we were going to start seeing more miracles more signs more wonders another woman of god messaged me the other day she said you were telling your testimony of healing i was at work she said i have been dealing with an infirmity she said and i received what well, i received the fact that the same god that healed you was the same god that could heal me she said instantaneously Ooh, somebody said in a instant she said instantaneously she said the pain stopped in my body come on now the pain stopped in my body that is the power of god that is the evidence of how god works it is the evidence my god of how amazing god is in jesus name Amen. So we have something we need to um, deal with today. And I'm going to give you also a scripture to carry with you today. And we're still going to be out of here on time. And we're going to do our confession today. But this morning, <laughs> we've got to deal with the spirit of offense. Ooh. And before you say, I don't have, I don't have, this ain't me. This don't apply to me. I ain't, I don't get offended. I ain't, uh, I ain't off. I don't have offense, right? I, before you even, ooh, this don't apply to me, right? You're going to pray and you ask the Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. Holy Spirit, show me, ooh, my God, if whether or not I have, I have 
some offense in me. Oh my God. And we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about offense. Um, and then I'm going to give you a scripture, some scriptures to overcome come this offense right to come overcome the offense um to to deal with the the offense right so let me give you a definition real quick of what offense is right because offense will keep us in emotional hurt and spiritual hurt Ooh, come on holy spirit you come on in and teach this thing you take over my lips you are way greater than lakeisha Ooh, hold on mm -mm 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 -mm. So, so let's talk about what, what offense is at first. Offense is when we are annoyed or when we resent, right? What someone says or what someone does and it's perceived by an insult, right? Like it's perceived by an insult. We are usually offended when we feel like um, someone has a disregard for us or a disregard for our standard standards. Ooh, come on, come on. We are when we feel like someone has a disregard for us, uh, or if we someone has a disregard for our standard. Right, the spirit of offense will cut us off emotionally. Oh my God, it will cut us off emotionally, and it will cut us off spiritually right well someone does something to us or someone says something to us and this something that they say or do annoys us angers us right because it seems to go against our standard or our privilege can i tell you what the problem is here our standard or our privilege might not be right <laughs> and it could be it could be but our standard and our privilege might not be right either. It might, it might, it might not, it might not, it might not be right. And so offense, offense in our spirit, even if the offense is right, right? Even if the offense, if somebody does something to us, we have a choice. Oh, you need to write this down today. Put this in your notes. Type it in the comments. I have a choice on whether or not I'm, I'm going to be offended. I have a choice on whether or not. I'm going to be offended. I get to choose whether or not I'm going to be offended. Anytime somebody starts a conversation with me that says, you know, I don't mean to offend you. I usually cut them off and say, oh, you can't. You can't. And it sounds haughty and prideful. But the reason that I say you can't offend me is because I'm setting the guard over my heart immediately. Ooh. So that offense th doesn't come in. I'm letting offense know that regardless of whatever is getting ready to come out this person's mouth, which is really uh, probably something they shouldn't be saying. Because if you if you start a conversation out with, um, I don't mean to offend you, it's probably something that you don't even need to be saying. It's probably something that you need to spend some time praying over and asking the Lord, even if this is something that you need to ch share, right? But offense is a choice. I'm going to choose to walk around with the spirit of offense. Or I'm going to choose not to nurse this thing, not to rehearse this thing, but to curse this thing and to dispense this thing and to let to let it go. Right. Um, and so we have to we have to adjust our thinking. And I promise you, for some reason, in the body of Christ, the spirit of offense is carried on for so 
We are so easily offended by people. We are so, we are so, we are so easily offended by what people say. Here's the reality and truth. If this is my truth, if this is my principle, come on y'all, whether you believe in my truth or principle or not, it's still my truth. It's still my principle. It's still what I believe in. It's still what works best for my house. Now, these are my principles. These are my truths. These are my whatever. If I am with a teachable spirit and I don't have a haughty spirit and I don't have a prideful spirit, when you bring me something to challenge my truths, right? Because I might be living in a truth and not the truth. When you bring me something to challenge, come on, Holy Spirit, break this thing up today. Break up the spirit of offense. Open the eyes of our understanding so we can walk in greater relationships. When I do come to you with something that to challenge your truths, right? If I have a teachable and I have a correctable spirit and I actually walk in humility, then when you bring me something, instead of me being in a position of uh, what you say don't matter or how you going to try to tell me something about me and I know me better than me, right? Come on, y'all. How you, how you going? Or when the pastor comes um, and is preaching a sermon, now this, this, don't, this don't apply to me. Well, every word in the Bible applies to us. Come on, come on, come on. Don't lose momentum. Every word in the Bible applies to us. And if you are feeling um, resistance this morning, that's probably because offense doesn't want you free. Ooh, come on now. If you're feeling the resistance this morning, it's probably because offense does not want you free. Offense loves for you to stay offended because it knows what couples it is not just offense. It comes with strife. It also positions you to be in a place where you're constantly on the defense. If you're constantly on the defense, you're not going to receive the spiritual things you need. When God is trying to break up the fallow ground in your heart and say to you, look, this is an area in which you've been offended and you're not even able to receive spiritually offense causes broken emotions and you have to remember come on holy spirit teach this thing emotions are indicators that something is wrong there's nothing wrong with you having emotions but emotions should not rule or gain momentum to take you all over the place so we have to begin to recognize right? Where I'm offended, right? Well, we're supposed to have boundaries. I understand. I believe I'm not saying we're not supposed to have boundaries. Um, we're not supposed to be able to, whatever, whatever it is. I'm not saying those things, but we have to make sure that offense, the spirit of offense, because somebody did something that hurt my feelings or somebody did something that that cut into one of my principles, my God, that I'm not holding art or offense, my God, in my heart. Come on now. So we got to make sure, we got to make sure we do this. Proverbs 18 and 19 says, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. An offended friend is hard to win back other than, a fortified city of a, a fortified city. 
Now, one time I was in a, a situation and I got a phone call from somebody. I'm going to help. I'm going to see. And I was somewhere with someone and I was harassing somebody. I was just harassing them. I was like, oh, we haven't heard from you. Like, what's up with that? Like, that's how I said it. Her, her sister was sitting there and I don't, nobody else at the table could really hear or knew what we were talking about. I was like, well, she became offended with what I said, right? She would, she became offended with what I said. I didn't even know she was offended. <laughs> two, two days later, two years later, or a year later, I get a phone call from her and she's like, it's time for us to talk. I was like, it's time for us to talk. I had not thought any more about this moment. I had not thought any more about this situation, right? It's time for us to talk. And she was like, she was like going and she starts to tell me about this moment. And I paused and I simply said, for, this is a year later. I said, oh my, oh my God. Like, oh my, oh my God. I, I am so sorry that that came off that way. I am so sorry that you felt like that's what I was doing, that I was attacking you. I did not even realize or recognize you felt like you were being attacked. Oh my God. Oh my God. So an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city, right? I was like, oh my God, arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. That's Proverbs 18 and 19. If it's hard, if it's hard for somebody to win our friendship back, or it's hard for us to deal with somebody after they've done something to us, then we have to begin to check our heart, what's in our heart that's left us offended. She was offended by something to something I said or I did, and I wasn't even aware, but it went against her principle. Can I tell you why? I shamed her. Woo! It went against her principles. I shamed her. I shamed her. I didn't even recognize. So let me, let me clear the air. <laughs> For my prayer team, for my ministry team, for my friends, for my loved ones, for my sons, for my mama, for my daddy, for anybody watching live today. If I have offended you in any way, believe me, it was not my intention. Permission to text me, to call me, to clear the air. Because I don't want you holding offense in your heart. It puts you in prison. It puts you in prison. I don't want you all. So I'm free you today. Feel free to reach out so that we can clear the air, so that we can move forward, so that you can get the freedom. Because the other thing about me being the person that's walking in the offense, I don't even recognize that I, I like most of the time, especially when people don't understand something is a principle or something, something, um, something is. Uh, important to us. Somebody doesn't know something is important to us. We haven't established that something is important to us. We haven't established that the way someone addresses us is important to us, right? Come on now. Come on now. Um, so we have to come back into a space and just, thank you for revealing. The Lord just revealed something to me. I need to make sure I'm good in an area with somebody. We have to come back into a space of understanding that it may not have even been in a person's intention to offend you. Ooh, come on, y'all. We're getting free this morning. It may have not even been 
uh, um, attention, right, for someone to offend you. Because again, the spirit of offense is resent is a feeling of being resentful because of an actual or perceived hurt. Sometimes it's an actual insult. Sometimes it's an unintended slight that we mis we misinterpret. And if we have been kind of an offended person all our lives, ooh, it's not. It's easy for us to misinterpret someone saying something to us as being offense, right? And then what happens if we don't process the heart? Ooh, if we don't process the heart and we don't process the hurt and let it go, we will nurse the offense. Oh my God. I'm going to say it one more time. If we don't process, come on now. If we don't process, come on now, if we don't process the hurt and we don't let it go, then what's going to happen is we're going to nurse the offense. And at some point, it's going to consume our thought life and affect our ability to walk out our God-given purpose. So when I say process the hurt, what I mean is, a perfect example, somebody did something yesterday that I did not care for. I did not like it at all. This is what I did. I went to someone that I could take it to in confidence. And I said, let me share this with you. So, and this is how I deal with things. Let me share this with you so I can get over this. That's how I do. Let me share this with you so I can get over this. I need to share this. And I said to them, right? Because I don't believe in taking, I believe in confidentiality, even when someone messes up. I said, let me share this with you because I need to get over this. And I told them what the person did. I said, this is what the person did. I, I said, um, and I, I wasn't even really looking for solutions from them. I just need to process it out, release it and let it go. I said, this is what they did. I don't like what they did, but I understand the space that they were in. I said, I don't think that they intended to offend, to try to offend me, but what they did broke one of my principles. And then I said, right after I identified the hurt and I processed the hurt out, then I said, Father God, I released them and I let them go. And then I'm not going to repeat or tell that story again. What many of us do is we don't process the hurt out. Ooh. We nurse the hurt. <laughs> Or we trap the hurt up like the hurt didn't happen or the hurt's not real. <laughs> we don't process the hurt out. We act like the hurt didn't hurt. <laughs> we act like the hurt ain't real. We act like they hurt when said, right? 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 We did. We we act like it didn't hurt. So we have to take the hurt recognize that the hurt is real. What this person said. And here, for, for my people on the other end, especially if someone comes and says to you, hey, this, this bothered me. This offended me. This hurt me. If we're going to have the right heart and the right mindset, it's not up to us to determine whether or not this hurt is real or imaginative. It's up to us on the receiving end just to listen to what they're saying, Position ourselves. I'm so sorry if I offended you. I'm so sorry if I offended you. It was not my intent to offend you, right? If I, it was not my intent 
to offend you. That's all we got to say. That If we cannot say that, then there is a level or issue with humility going on in ourselves. Whether we agree with it or not, I'm sorry. It was never my intent to uh, offend you. So there's so many different things that that happen um, with the spirit of offense, but we, we got to deal with those things. We got to understand. So I'm reading from something I was reading on. Um, and it's, te- it's, it's, it's called to teach you how to pray with confidence. So let me just give you some of the, a few things that may cause a spirit of offense. One, unrealistic expectations. Um, Dr. Bill McRae on Bible.org says when we have unrealistic expectations in relationships, all right? Um, <laughs> Uh, when we have unrealistic expectations in a relationship, this may cause offense. This may come come hurt. Now, here's the clarity and unrealistic expectations in a relationships. Um, you you need you may not agree with what another person expects from you, but you need, do need to know what what a person expects from you and why. And then you need to determine what you can give the person. You always got to give a person. Um, the ability to be able to express themselves, right? Right? You do not, you are not silent in your expectations, but in a dialogue or a conversation, we need to have, here's my expectations, here is what I need. And then the person on the other end has to be mature enough to say, yep, I can meet those expectations or I can't meet those expectations. (sighs) Come on, come on, come on. Come on, like for real. I can meet those expectations. I can't meet those expectations. One of my friends had called me yesterday and was like, you ain't respond to my texts. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And before I knew it, something had rose up in me. I was not, I was like, I was like, look, you don't know what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. You don't know what's going on in my life the last couple of weeks. Uh, if I didn't respond to your text, and this is somebody I've been with a long time. He's like my brother. I say, if I didn't respond to your text, then text me back. I am not blatantly ignoring you. I will never blatantly ignore somebody. If I am not texting you back, there is something going on that is preventing me from texting back at that moment, right? His expectation is when he messages me, I'm supposed to respond immediately. Well, that's unrealistic for where I am right now. It's just unrealistic. And if it's an emergency, all my people know, send me a 911 and then I'm going to respond to every 911 I see. Second, we got to begin to deal with our wounded spirit. The Lord has been prompting us on this devotional to deal with our wounds, to deal with feeling orphaned, to get our right standing in him. When you work through your wounds with Jesus, when you understand your hurt, when you acknowledge your hurt, when you bring that hurt before the father, when we start dealing with those wounded things, it'll keep us from being uh, um, less offended. We got to deal with the insecurity. We got to deal with the fear. We got to deal with the anxiety. We got to deal with the worry. Those are wounds. When those wounds are not properly taken care of by Jesus, because he was wounded for our transgressions, that's Isaiah 53 and 5, bruised for our iniquities, chastised for our peace. When we don't place ourselves in a position to properly deal with those wounds and we just kind of pack those wounds or we tuck those things those wounds away, then we are probably always open and susceptible to be offended because the wounds aren't taken care of. Oh my God. Oh, the wounds aren't taken care of. My God. 
The wounds aren't taken care of. I'm not taking care of the wounds. Well, I'm open. I'm susceptible, right? I'm open. I got to deal with my own. And it's not anybody else's responsibility to deal with my wounded spirit. It's my responsibility to deal with my wounded spirit. It's my responsibility to go before Jesus. This is why I tell you, when you're in such a state or a bad place or whatever, spend some time getting healed. And it's like layers of healing to that. It's like layers of healing to that. Because you'll turn around and everything will be offended. <laughs> and it won't even be nobody. Nobody can. So I could, so I could cross you in traffic. And you like, why are you driving like that? Why? Well, why are you responding to that like that? So you got to ask yourself why, why you got so many pet peeves. And why so much irritates you. <laughs> like, why are you raging in traffic like that? What has your has you with road rage? See, anytime my emotions are responding to things around me, I have to pull myself and say, what's going on inside of me that I'm responding to me like that? Why does a group text bother you that much? Why does people responding in a group text bother you so much? Why is that something that gets on your last nerves like what is in the group text that's bothering you so much that it's getting on your last nerves like what what is it like ask yourself why why does why does this offend me why what principle is this really violate and if it's violating a principle should i even have this principle Should I even have this thought process? Is this something that I even need to be thinking like? Or am I responding? And have I developed a principle based on a wound? Oh, that's a whole nother lesson. Developing principles based on wounds. Oh, my God. Have I developed a principle based on a wound? Like, why, why, like, why are you so, why, when people tell me stuff, like, sometimes, and I was petty, Mrs. Queen Petty, Petty, Queen of Petty, Queen of Petty, Queen of all my little nuances, Queen of all my little irritations, and the more that I sat at Christ's feet, the more that I began to recognize the things that would irritate me were not principles based on the word of God, they were principles according to my wounds, oof, oof. Principles or principles, principles according to my room. Why does this irritate me? Why can't I just be with a couple more? Why is it somebody else's post that's their personal business, whether it's right or wrong or whatever? Why has this irritated me so much? Why would, thank you. Why does anything else that anybody else have going on irritate me this much? Is it a place where I need to pray, position myself in prayer and power? But why does this have this much control over my emotions <laughs> and then if it's somebody on social media why don't i just unfollow or mute that person why would i continue to sit myself in an emotional place that has me irritated what what's what's in me that i'm drawn to me feeling emotionally all over the place right because sometimes um those feelings of whatever we've done for so long those things can be addictive what why am i so irritated by somebody else's life why am i not in position and place as an intercessor I'm just so we got to deal with our own wounded spirit third thing is you can't keep holding on to things too long when offense comes you got to deal with it immediately <laughs> wait what well, i when offense comes, you got to deal with it immediately. 
You have to begin to deal with it immediately. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. We will have healthy relationships if we develop a skill set of letting things go quickly. <laughs> so you got, right? Unrealistic expectations, dealing with our wounded spirit, holding on to things too long. Cannot hold on to things too long. Got to let things go immediately. When it comes up, I got to deal with it immediately. When it comes up, I got to deal with it immediately. If somebody is in my space doing something I don't like, I got to deal with it immediately. <laughs> I got to deal with it immediately. I deal with the love of Christ, but I deal with it immediately. Fourth thing is, always assuming something is negative. I had to cover my face. I'm, just, I'm sorry. We're getting ready to do our confession. I'll, I'll, always assuming something is negative. Always assuming every time somebody do something to you that they have a negative intent. Even though the person may, I told you the person was mad. They may not have the neck. The always assume, always having a negative perspective about everything. <laughs> always, every time something happens, remember First Corinthians thirteen four and eight. Love hopes for the best instead of hoping for the best. My right. I'm always assuming the negative. I'm always assuming the worst thing about what is said or what is happening here. Oh, come on, Lord. <laughs> come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. So let me give you a few things to do. And I've already given you something, right? If we're going to overcome offense, we got to deal with it intentionally. We got to have a humble spirit and we got to be willing to surrender. We got to acknowledge the hurt. <laughs> we cannot quickly turn to others for counsel Ooh, unless we know it's a right counsel and a godly counsel that's going to lead us into a place of healing. Usually when we are offended, it's just two people. By the time we build a third and a fourth person in, we might cause a riot or a ruckus. So if I got grief with you, if I got beef with you, the scripture tells me I'm supposed to come directly to you, not nobody else. Oh my God. And then when you're grieving another person, you got to begin to pray and ask the Lord, help me to overcome this grieving spirit. And then last, walk through forgiveness even if you don't feel like it. Proverbs 29 and 11. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Let me give you that scripture again. Sensible people control their temper. They earn their respect by overlooking wrongs. That's Proverbs 29 and 11. Let me give you a few more scriptures to help you with offense. Um, Ecclesiastes 7, 21 and 22. Do not take to heart all the things that people say. Lest you hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times yourself, you have cussed others. I love the word. That's why I love the word so much. The word is so real. Do not take to heart all the things that people say. Lest you hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. Ecclesiastes 7, 21 and 22. Proverbs 19 and 11. Good sense. Makes one slow to anger, and it is is glory to overlook an offense. If I'm good sense, I'm gonna be slow to anger. If I got good sense, <laughs> if I just had good sense, come on now. If I had good sense, I'm gonna be slow to anger, and I'm gonna look over offense.
sense. My God. James 1 and 19. Know this, my beloved. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Luke 7 and 23. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Come on, y'all. And then remember I gave you the scripture earlier, Matthew 18, 15 and 7. If your brother sins against you and it's between, you need to go and talk to your brother or sister about the issues. Don't post that mess on Facebook. Don't, don't go tell everybody else but not tell the person. James 1 and 2. Blessed is the man, woman, who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has pro promised to those who love them. Woo! My God. 2 Timothy 2 and 24. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everybody, able to teach, patiently enduring evil in the end. Father God, thank you for this word this morning so that we could deal with offense in our hearts and towards others. Father, please, first of all, forgive us for being so easily offended. Forgive us for not letting your word ooh, be the truth to us in this season. Lord, we release all those that have offended or hurt us. We release them today. We release them today. We release everybody that has offended or hurt us. Even show us the places where we didn't even recognize we have been offended. Show us those things today in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Woo, thank you for that. In Jesus' name, I am. So if you prayed that prayer, take, take those things. Meditate it. You, if you're a person that's easily offended um, or you found yourself in a place to be easily offended, there are some probably some wounds inside of you that you've not dealt with. That you've not dealt with those wounds. You need to ask the Holy Spirit. Jesus already took your wounds. You need to go to Jesus with these wounds. You need to be like, look. These are the things that I'm still wounded by from when I was young. Something that happened in the first grade. Something that happened in the second grade. These are the things that I'm wounded by. Because I told you, we'll build up um, pro pro protective things to protect us. I was bullied as a kid. So when I was bullied as a kid, I built up a guard that would resist people from coming into my life. So I would only let people get so close. And the reason that I would only let people get so close was because I, when I did trust people, I felt like people took advantage of it. So let's deal with the offense. Come on, let's get our confessions in. If you are new to the devotional, we always end our devotion in confessions that remind us of God's love and power. So we're going to do those just a second. Two things. One, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. Repeat after me. This is the reset. Ooh, this is the thing that's going to even more help you with your wounds and over offense. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, ooh, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. Ooh, I promise to love you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we're going to send you some materials. Second thing, second thing, if the Lord places it on your heart to give, Go over to our website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there, or you can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. Father God, bless the giving of your people. In Jesus' name, amen.
Now let's get to those confessions. I don't know about you, but every time I confess these confessions, my eyes are being opened to so much, right? They're being so much. So let's do these confessions, right? I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man or woman thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I do not speak negative things on purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a brother or a sister with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. Oh my God. Lord, I thank you. The healer is here. Father, I thank you for your supernatural healing power in this room and on this devotional. I thank you, Lord God, that you are restoring us. We receive restoration. We receive restoration. We receive restoration. Will you just receive restoration? Father God, we receive restoration. We receive you restoring our bodies. We receive you restoring our minds. We receive health as our reasonable portion. We receive wholeness and soundness of mind. Oh my God. We receive you restoring our eyesight to 2020 vision. We receive, Father God, clarity in our hearing. We receive, Father God, my God, my God, healing our natural, like natural digestive system operating the way that you caused it to operate. We receive, Father God, all our faculties, our tissues, and our limbs. We receive good mental health in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you pause just a second to receive that. Oh, I felt God on that. Lord God, I felt you on that. Oh, my God. Thank you for your healing power. I felt God on that. I hope you just started declaring and receiving. I know when the Holy Spirit walks in, something starts happening to my body. So, Father God, we receive, my God, restoration today. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo, thank you, Lord. Let's finish our confessions. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I am a believer, not a doubter. You need to receive that. When it, when the Lord says, I'm restoring, you should be saying, I receive restoration in the name of Jesus. I receive what you're saying in this minute, Father, in the name of Jesus. It says, I'm a believer and not a doubter. I am slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. I am a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I was, I don't know about you. I got some areas in my life that need to be restored. Ooh, I'm a doer of the word. Ooh. 
I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I am alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. Oh my God, I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. Lord, I thank you for restoring us. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. I do not fear and I am not guilty. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. Ooh, I expect to see some testimonies Ooh, just on this last part alone. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. Ooh, thank you for the power of God. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. Oh, thank you, Father. I walk in the spirit. We will make room for you. We will make room for you. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. Ooh, I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. Ooh, thank you, Lord. I'm a responsible person. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for restoring my family. Thank you for restoring my health. Thank you for restoring my mind. Thank you for restoring my finances. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. Oh, you are the restorer. You are the great restorer. Oh, thank you. Thank you for making me fresh and brand new. Thank you, Father God. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants anyway. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry or rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, I'm going to say this boldly out of my mouth. Thank you, Father God, for restoring me. Thank you for changing my status from being widowed woo, to being a wife again. I thank you for restoration in that area of my life. I thank you, Father God, that you are preparing my husband. I thank you he has the mind of Christ. I thank you, Father God, that he will love like Christ loved the church and that he honors you in his thoughts, deeds, and action. I thank you, Father God, that you are his healer and that you are restoring him. And he received your restoration by faith. My God, do not let him be wise in his own eyes. Lord, I thank you that every decision he makes is one from above in Jesus' name. All my children have Christian friends, and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. 
They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in. We're blessed when we go out. And all that I own is paid for. And I owe no man nothing but to love them. Let me declare the priestly blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. Woo! I'm going to hear some testimonies. We're going to hear some testimonies after today. I decree and declare that you're going to testify to the goodness of the Lord of how he restored you in a particular area in your life. My God, Lord, I thank you for your love and your power and how you are restoring us. And we take that restoration by faith and we worship you for doing things in our life that don't even add up or make sense. Thank you, Father God, that you are restoring us and it is even better than before in Jesus name. Amen. I see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. live at 5 Tag a family member. Bring somebody in. Make sure you share the devotional today. Woo! Lord, I thank you, Father God, for your restoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord God, for being restored. Thank you, Lord God, for being restored. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.